clack and then we're starting it up. Are you just gonna start podcasts like that? Yeah, clickety clack, clickety clack. So we're weird. Starting it up. I click the button and then the music starts clacking. And then we yeah we clack a lack. Fuck. Is that the new freak a leak? Freak a leak. Yeah, clack a lack. They used to say clack a lack and Andre three thousand said that. Yeah, there you go. Clack a lack a lack and clack a lack a lack. Clickety clack yourself before you smack yourself. God, we should start over. This is terrible. Uh, welcome back, y'all. This is another episode of NBA, Yay. episode forty-seven. Who was number forty-seven? Was there ever a good number forty-seven in the Fuck NBA? If I know there can't be, right? Which I feel like Jamal Hashburn. Mm, damn it! I just came up with a good pun. Jamal Hashburn. Fuck! I just came up with a good on pun. Accident. All right, that was on accident. That was good though. I like that. Um, want to address a couple of? Want to address the elephant in the room? Nikki corrected me. Told me that I'm an idiot. Um, and it's not the 800-pound gorilla in the room. Although, I feel like I have heard that phrase I've, before. I've, maybe by a racist. Maybe. <laughs> it's, um, it's elephant. It was a commercial. Wasn't there a commercial where the 800-pound gorilla was just sitting in the corner? It's just like, yeah, I'm right here, guys. Yeah, that was a commercial for a bank or something like that. I don't know. Anyways, um, first want to apologize for the podcast being late. Um, we had some scheduling conflicts, some things that are uh some personal things going on that we had to address um not related to the podcast so unfortunately we weren't able to record when we wanted to and and my apologies and nikki apologizes for that um also wanted to uh address the other item uh matt is not going to be um contributing to nba as frequently as he once was um he's got some some things going on in his personal life from a not not bad things just work things um that yeah he's busy and um He's he, he's very passionate about EA Love, so he's definitely going to be around for EA Love from here on out. That's still his baby and his podcast, but um, he's chosen to take a step back from NBA to give himself some time to uh, pursue some other things in his personal life um, and professional life. And uh, you know, we totally respect that here at the EA Network, and you know, we are going to miss Matt on the podcast and in his humor. Um, but we're going to continue on. We're going to continue on as the Q Bros. Uh, <laughs> the Q Bros will continue on with NBA. Yay. Yay! So, without further ado, I am your host, Jay Keelas, a.k.a. Jamal Hashburn, <laughs> a.k.a. Scotty Big Pippin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> brother, introduce yourself to the people. Hi, I'm Nikki Keelas, a.k.a. Damar DeFrozen, nice. a.k.a. Dwayne. Uh, I forgot that one, actually. I had one. It went away. <laughs> Dwayne, I never should have eaten that pizza from Casey's. <laughs> Oh, Dwayne Queso is all I was going to say. <laughs> Dwayne Queso. What about Kyle Lowry? What are we going to do with Kyle? Kyle um, he, Lowry seasoning. Oh, yeah. Kyle Lowry, <laughs> Lowry seasoning. seasoning. That's too obvious. Also, number 47, Andre Kiradrinko. Oh, shit. AK-47. Yeah. That's right. I forgot I, about I, that. I Googled it and it was like, Andre Kirilenko, Jerry Lucas. This is the kirilenko episode. Um. All right. Well, um, playoffs are far, far underway. Second round is over. Um, so tomorrow... Fast. We start the conference finals uh, at the time of this recording, which is May 12th, 2018. It's Celtics versus Cavs tomorrow. And the matchup that we've all been waiting for, uh, Rockets versus Warriors. But before we get into the conference finals, I wanted to talk about this second round that just happened and some of the main storylines. So um, probably the biggest storyline of this entire playoffs uh, Nikki, the NBA told Drake that he had to stop cursing, that he was <laughs> cursing too damn much on the sidelines, and that he needed to stop. So, according to an article that we found from Bleacher Report, um, the NBA issued a warning to Drake as a result of his 
argument, yeah. um, his on-court argument with Kendrick Perkins. So for those of you who didn't watch the game or didn't catch the replays, um, basically halftime happened. Kendrick said something. Drake started spouting off. They had to separate them. And it turns out that they also were yelling at each other post-game. post-game yeah. um, Nikki, what do you think they were saying to each other? Uh, I think uh, he was like, yo, uh, maybe you could help me out getting like some OVO stuff. And then Drake was like, yo, we don't make size 30. <laughs> size 30? Kendrick Perkins is He's huge. a big dude. I also feel like Drake... The reason Kendrick Perkins got mad was because Drake said something along the lines of like, how does it feel knowing that you're only two months older than LeBron James? <laughs> like, because aren't they like super They're close in age? Very, very close in age. My my theory is that Perk is coming out with a mixtape or already has a mi- mixtape and his, his rapper name is Big Perk. And he was like, yo, Drake, did you get my mixtape? And Drake's like, no, nah, man, I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. He's like, motherfucker, you did get my mixtape. And then Drake's like, dude, I'm fucking busy, bro. Get the fuck off me, man. I'm trying to put out an album. Um, and then I was, I think it was more of like an artistical spat, like just two artists just arguing over, over music. Um, that's the only explanation. Yeah. Uh, cause they, I mean, neither one of them play basketball, so I don't know why they were... <laughs> yeah, shout out to Perk. Sorry, buddy. But you hey, know, you know, it's true. Hey, he was great on the Celtics, uh, for a while there. Um, and they loved him at OKC. Every, everybody speaks so highly of him. Everybody, seems like such a nice lo- guy. Everybody says their favorite teammate ever. Like KG said, Rondo's, like him and Rondo are like best friends. Yeah. KD loves him. LeBron loves him. Everybody loves Perk. I know Perk. Russ likes him a lot. Everybody yeah, like, loves Perk. Everybody. He's everybody's favorite teammate. It's not um, even close. And I bet you, like, after the game was all over, him and Drake, like, high-fived or some shit. So, you're actually wrong, because here's what happened. So, turns out what really happened is Kendrick Perkins was talking a little shit to Serge Ibaka, who was his teammate in OKC, OKC yeah. and Drake started mouthing up and said, shut the fuck up, and Perk was like, nah, dude, sit the fuck down, enjoy the game, and then later on, in the tunnel at the uh, Air Canada Center, Drake called him a pussy. Uh, naturally. Uh, of course, called him a pussy. Um... Yeah, so it definitely didn't uh, end in handshakes, daps, and hugs. Uh, no. It ended him in him calling him a fucking pussy. <laughs> and then Drake yelled, call him a pussy, and Kendrick's like, yo, what do I got to nice be, be nice for what, huh? I fucked that up. <laughs> got to be nice for what, huh? I'll mess you up, son. I see what you were trying to I do I was there. trying to. You failed. Failed, failed miserably. miserably, yeah. Um, anyways, so I wanted to transition that topic to... The topic of celebrity fan endorsers. Mm-hmm. So, most notably during these playoffs, Drake, Drake. and Kevin Hart have been the most yeah. prominent uh, and, celebrity and figures. specifically the day he got out of jail, Meek Mill was oh, a yeah, and real <laughs> big deal for a second there. Um, but yeah, it's, it is it is nice seeing them. Although, with the Sixers run and also the Eagles and everything, Kevin Hart's getting a little too much. I think He's Kevin Hart everywhere. I think Kevin Hart is very, very funny, but I also think Kevin Hart has the type of comedy that if you get it too much, then you become annoyed of Kevin Hart instead of laughing at everything he did. Because mm. like there was a point in t- like when the Jumanji movie came out with him, he literally the worst part of that movie. <laughs> Like, which is really weird because he's still very funny. I gotta watch that. It's very good. I mean, hey, listeners, Jake saw <laughs> the Avengers. I finally saw it. So don't tell Amber. I didn't tell her. We got that going. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, it's just I need Kevin Hart in doses, and I, I get can't that. have too much. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. He's, he's getting to that Dane Cook level and where you're just like, go the exactly. Fuck away. Just go like away. take 
a break. Man, go just produce all the comedy for a little yeah. while. But like it, and I get why he doesn't want to go anywhere because this is the entertainment business. If you go away, people might forget you. But like at the same time, like if you are around too much, you're not Nike. You can't be Nike. Can't be oversaturated. A human being can be oversaturated. So let's let's play a fun game. Let's play fuck Mary kill. And I want to play fuck Mary kill with Drake, mm-hmm. Kevin Hart, mm-hmm. Spike Lee. Okay. Um. I think I'm gonna marry Drake. Uh, shit, that last one's hard. <laughs> you were quick to marry Drake. Well, I was. You like, were so quick to marry Drake. I wouldn't kill Drake. I, 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 he's grown on me over the years. I remember I used to be like a really like eh, Drake person, but as the years go on, I think we've talked about this before. I realized I am Drake, just not nowhere. <laughs> that's, that's obviously nowhere. That's a near, ridiculous statement. Nowhere near like. Uh, money wise or fame wise or like beard wise, yeah, you got a good like beard. General talent, just yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, um, just, just you wait. Cool Dad featuring Drake. One day, just one day, oh, and I, I don't even wait. know what we're gonna be singing about. I can't wait for that. <laughs> it's, just, it's gonna be a two minute song of us just going, oh, us or Drake. Boy. <laughs> um, Fuck Mary Kill. Yeah, so I think I would marry Drake because I think like. I think I could be his Stedman. Um, <laughs> he can do all yeah. the work, and I'm just like, okay, be, I'm supportive. Um, sure, rich sure? ladies in the world. If you're looking for a Stedman, I can be that Stedman. Um, <laughs> this is not the podcast for that, buddy. Every, every part of my life. Do is not that. do not plug your dick on our podcast. Don't <laughs> do put, it. I'm not. Dra- do I'm do not it. Draymond Green. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not putting my dick on the Don't internet. Do it. Um, I, oof. I think I could. I think I would fuck Kevin Hart. Because that seems like an energetic, quick fuck. And then I would... No, you know what? I would fuck... Ah, damn it! <laughs> Why is this taking so long? This is, the, this is the most difficult question in NBA history. I guess so. Because uh, I don't know which one I would rather kill. Because I'm not... I'm not really annoyed by Spike Lee or anything. But also, he seems like a boring lay. My opinion is, I would actually marry Spike Lee. Because he's been a Knicks fan since forever. And has never gone anywhere. Still goes to games. Loves being a Knicks fan. And yes, he. But well, I wouldn't call him boring. But like he's older. He's tame. He's tame a lot in comparison to what he used to be. Yeah. And like that's what you want in a marriage. You want some stability, and you just like you want low chaos, low stress. And that's Spike Lee for me. I would fuck Drake because. I mean, you get Drake. like a sixteen album. You get well, a sixteen track album the, out of that. The music is going to be great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Why you gotta leave me? And I can just like hang out and live chill in Miami. Uh, and then I'm gonna kill Kevin Hart. And I love Kevin Hart, but you're dead, dude. Yeah. And honestly, I think I could fight Kevin Hart. I feel like I, I feel well, like I could hit him. It does help that he is one of the few human beings who is shorter than us. He's so tiny. He's so tiny. But would, he is in very good shape. I, he's in great shape, but I, I feel like I could choke him out. I feel like I could if I if I maneuver around the one year of jujitsu that I took. I feel like it's enough for me to beat Kevin Hart's ass. That's like I was reading this. Uh, an article recently about like all the women in the from the WNBA that have been on Area 21, and then they asked like Kevin Garnett like Why do you have all these women on Area 21? He's like, Because they're really good at what they do. And he was like, I'm, And he seemed confused. And then they talked to the women about it, and they're like, Yeah, KG's like super supportive of all of us, and so are a bunch of like other NBA players. Right. She was like, You actually realize the only people who aren't supportive of uh, female basketball players are people who don't play sports. <laughs> like they're just kind of dicks about it. And then she. Uh, like she was talking about how like one time she was in college and someone 
uh, like challenged one of her teammates or something like that. I don't remember everything that happened, but someone was talking about someone was talking. I don't remember who now. There because it was they interviewed multiple people, um, and someone's like they this dude played basketball against a college basketball uh, female player. And he tried to just, like, use all of his weight to lay on her. And she just was like, what the fuck? And just pushed his ass back. And she's like, you know I'm all muscle, right? Like, you're just flub. And I feel like that's how it is with Kevin Hart. He's wow. all muscle. Why, why did it take you to get so long to that? I don't know. God. I did the same thing. I was recording with Bob yesterday. I did the exact same thing. Good Lord. I spent, boy. like, five minutes on what should have been a minute and a half. Good God. Story. Um... Did you know that the WNBA League Pass is like $17 for the season? Really? $17. I mean... Nobody's buying that. That'd be a pretty good summertime no, purchase. Nobody's... Because I can get on the computer, I right? can think of like 15 other good summertime purchases. 50 even. For $17? For 15 bucks? Yeah, I'll buy those freaking mic stands that That's we were talking true. about earlier. Yeah, we do need That's those. That's going to give me a lot more joy than the WNBA. That's no true. offense, guys. Y'all are, y'all are great. I did read um, something where they said maybe uh, lowering the basket two inches so it's easier for all of them to dunk. I'm uh, just because mm, that so, just changes basketball so much, and yeah, it's almost degrading to the women. Yeah, I know. And also now they have to was, adjust to shooting on an eight foot rim. Yeah, instead of which, a ten foot. Yeah, I, there's gonna be a, yeah we, you may get more dunks, but then there's gonna be that weird period where everybody's shooting percentage goes down to like twenty five percent because. They're adjusting to the new height of the rim. Yeah, because they're all very good shooters. Yeah, I mean, it, I, yeah, I don't think that that I don't think that that's the, yeah. the answer. Um, so next topic from transitioning from Drake, who is the Raptors ambassador, to the actual Raptors. Uh, once again, the Raptors got swept by LeBron James and the Cavaliers. They are now they have lost the last six games in a row to the Cleveland Cavaliers yep. in the playoffs. Um, they are, I think, two and eight all time against the Cavaliers in this three year span. Because uh, they've lost the last ten straight. That's what it was. Because they lost straight. four and four, and then the the year before that it was two wins for the Cavs. Then they won two, and then the Cavs won two, right. and then yep. they've been swept the last two years. Ten games in a row. Two and two and ten. Two and ten. In well, no, two and twelve in three years. Oh yeah, that's true. Because right? there was two games before they won. Yeah, you're right. Two and twelve. Yeah, two and two and twelve. That's zero and three in the series. Right, exactly, two and twelve in the last three years against the Cavaliers. Why can't the Raptors beat LeBron? This just seemed like the year where they might actually be able to pull it off. I, I don't know. I, I, I did remember reading something that uh, when he was on the when LeBron was on the Heat, Dwayne Casey was a Spurs assistant coach. Yeah, and right. apparently he drew out the defensive plan that stopped LeBron James. For the one year that the Spurs won. Right. And LeBron James said that it was so obvious how, like, his one real bad flaw that Dwayne Casey pointed out that he said, like, Dwayne Casey is the realize that I is the reason I realized I had that flaw. Right. So I had to work more on that flaw. So he thanks Dwayne Casey for kind of getting rid of one of his huge flaws, which I'm pretty sure it was a th- is terrible at three pointers, obviously. So he got better at three pointers. Yeah. And then they were like, now Dwayne Casey doesn't know what to do. He's like, I thought I had the answer. He can't shoot threes. Oh, and now he can shoot threes. That, and the same shit will happen. I don't know who it'll be, but one day Giannis will also say, like, I just want to thank this person for really kind of stopping me on doing three-pointers so well, that way I can for sure start hitting three-pointers. It's it's funny because, like, they – so 
I guess you say we say that to preface that Dwayne Casey recently got fired. Yes. And they asked LeBron recently, like, hey, man, do you think you're the biggest contributor to why Dwayne Casey got fired? Which is such a mean thing to say, but also true. But true. Um, and LeBron was like, no, of course. But, like, dude, game four was an absolute shellacking. Yeah. Just, I mean, there was a couple games. Like, game two, they had a chance to win. Game one, they had a chance to win. They lost it. Like, it was a really close game. Game two um, it was, was not as close. Game three, they had a chance to win, and then game four was just... I mean, here are the games right now. So it was game one, they they, they lost by one. We were watching that game. Oh, uh, that was a good game. Uh, game two, they got destroyed by 18. Game mm-hmm. three, they had a chance to win. They game were actually winning two. towards the end and blew the lead in the fourth quarter. And then game four, 128 to 93. Just, just, it's so funny that the Cavs went from being this team where you're like, man, I don't think they're going to beat the Pacers, to now they're just absolutely destroying... The Raptors going into the conference finals against the Celtics, where they they've got to be the favorite in that series too. Yeah, I mean they have to be. Yeah, because it's like, I mean they got a lot of players that are good on defense, but I don't think anyone's gonna be able to stop LeBron James. Uh, and the rest of the players, like supporting cast for LeBron James, is pretty equal i feel like to most of the players on the celtics a lot of the celtics players are playing way above what you were expecting for them uh jason tatum's been doing amazing he's marcus smart was so good once he came back defensively obviously al horford is al horford no one notices it but he's doing good every single game uh i have yet to say scary terry scary terry is fucking going off right now um and i I think this is going to be a good series, but I still I'm saying six games, four two Cleveland, which is sad. I hope it's six games, four two uh, Boston, because I'd much rather watch literally anyone else in I, the finals. So I actually disagree. I so let's just uh, we pulled up LeBron's numbers here. So in the playoffs this year, LeBron's averaging thirty four points a game. He's averaging nine almost nine and a half rebounds a game and nine assists a game he's basically averaging a triple double for the playoffs this is one of his best playoff stretches honestly it's basically his best playoff stretch ever except for like uh 2008 2009 when he was in cleveland you know where in that one he he did in fact uh basically average a triple double Mm -hmm. and and that series as well but this is the best lebron we've ever seen yeah so like the point where Bill Simmons made a point about this on his podcast where he's like, it literally looks like LeBron's like, what's the what's the thing that I can do tonight to make this game a little bit tougher for me? Like, that bank shot was stupid. It was just the game winning shot was stupid. Yeah. How the fuck did he make that? I love I sent it to you, right? They did the little the clip. Oh, yeah, Turn God's out, plan. Oh, two, two, oh, oh, three, so right in And the best part is the red light comes out as soon as he goes, God. It's like <laughs> it sounds like he's so sad. It's so good. And then the the last game, I forgot exactly what it was, but the stat that I, it was like a ridiculous stat I saw on Reddit, uh the Reddit NBA page, where it was like he had a better shooting percentage on fadeaways in game four than the entire Raptors team had in the entire game. Stupid. Just field goal, period. Not like based off of uh, also fadeaways. It's just like he had a better shooting percentage in fadeaways than they did just period shooting. And that's what I'm saying. Like he's just, he's gone to this, he's gotten to this level where he's like just taking on new challenges. And I just, I kind of want to see how far he can take it. So at this point, I think as needs- much as I like the Celtics, I want to see LeBron in the finals. Like I want to see him go against Houston or Golden State and just like see. If he can do it, like this to me, this would be the year where if LeBron can take this team to the finals and win, that MJ conversation is going to be much more difficult. It's a lot harder. It it, it complicates things a lot more because this team sucks. 
like yeah. in comparison to the other teams that he's won with Although and the last, lost with the last two games Kevin Love definitely stepped it up and t- kudos Finally. to Ty Lue. like <laughs> nobody's giving Ty Lue enough credit about like what he's been able to do like him and I'm sure plenty of the input was from LeBron but like all those guys that they traded for at the deadline, you haven't heard anything from any of them this entire playoffs mm-hmm. because they've never been there and they don't know what the fuck they're doing yeah. except for George Hill who's been injured. It's not like he's ever been a star. Yeah. None of them have ever been there. Even, I mean, dude, Rodney Hood said no to coming into the game the other day. Which he's was upset about his role and this and that. It's just so dumb. But it's like, you brand new dude, <clears throat> you've been injured and you didn't prove yourself when you were in there. What else were you expecting? He literally hasn't seen you do anything good. Uh, Pippen said... Like it was kind, of, it was it was a little shade. Don't get me wrong, but also it was a pretty good point. He said, "Hey, when I was playing like garbage, I played garbage time right. because it was just like a glorified practice. Pretty right. much, I was able to get my reps in, get my feet under me. Rodney Hood hasn't been playing very much. Just take the minutes. I don't understand it. It's, it's just... not like they're gonna freaking white mamba you and only put you in the last two minutes right. of every you're game. Right. You're not like you're not like a fucking sideshow. Yeah. You're getting your minutes. You're getting your buckets to try to see if you can get into a rhythm. Yeah. You fucking idiot. Now you're definitely not gonna play a stupid dummy. I also dummy. found out about this. I didn't know this. Apparently, he has like such bad anxiety that he throws up during the games. Ronnie Hood. That's what I was reading. They were saying Shit. that when he was in college and in Utah, there was literally <laughs> someone who would just hang out with a bucket off to the side. And he would, like, go and throw up sometimes. Not every single game. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, I couldn't... Like, that's how bad his anxiety is. And I'm like, dude, you need to, like, get... It could, it could be worse. Remember Rice White? Yeah, I remember it could, that. It could yeah. be worse. Yeah. He could, like, never go to any games ever because he can't get on a plane. He can't get on a plane. But I'm like, you, you need... He needs to, like, be talking to somebody. Yeah. Like, it's like, hey, you, you're good. Right. You're good at sports. You're, like, you're doing fine. Uh, people want you on their team. Just calm down. I think he's probably better now than back then, but yeah. it was like in college and it was really bad as rookie season, apparently. Yeah. So let's talk about the Raptors for a little bit because, I mean, if we looked at their playoff performances, nothing impressive. I mean, honestly, the best player you could argue during the playoffs for them, or at least during the series, was, was Jonas Valchunas. Like, yeah. JV played better than, more consistently better than anybody else. And Kyle Lowry did his thing. Like, this is the first year in a while where Kyle Lowry did not disappear. Yeah. Like, he averaged around 18 points a game. Um, and he shot fairly well. He shot like 46% from three, um, you know, about 70% from two. So like he had a good series. DeMar DeRozan just disappeared, mm-hmm. just absolutely disappeared. 16.8 points per game, missed all of his three point shots. Um, and just, yeah, just disappeared altogether. So much so that in the last game of the series, um, as the Raptors were like trying to come back, Dwayne Casey just didn't put him, just didn't put him in in the third quarter. Just didn't play him the entire third yeah. quarter. And at that point, it's just like, you know, there's just there's friction there. There's some stuff there. So I guess the question is, should the Raptors just continue on with this this team and just like keep making the playoffs until it runs out, or should they blow it up or make a drastic trade? Like, what? Where do they go from here? They, I mean, see, the thing is, now that they'll have a new coach. Um, I was I was actually about to look for it. I couldn't find it like real fast, but like, uh, I forgot. Zach Lowe said something along the lines of like the big problem for Dwayne Casey was he doesn't make adjustments. Like he doesn't make adjustments game to game. He doesn't make adjustments during the game. Yeah. Like he barely does anything. And you can see like that's obviously why stuff's happening. If he's not doing anything to fix the team up. Maybe with a new coach, someone will actually fucking do something. Yeah, well, like with the team, he's out. But I'm wondering, like, because Demar Derozan is the best player on that team, but his skill set 
doesn't make him like a top 15 player in the NBA. So do you trade him? Do you trade Kyle Lowry? Do you try to trade Valanciunas and, and Serge Ibaka and get a little bit smaller maybe? Like they have a they have a, a dearth of centers. Like they've got Ibaka who can play the five. They've got Valanciunas that can play the five. They got Pirtle. You know, they've got Pascal Siakam, Siakam that can play, like, a small lineup. And hell, uh, uh, Bebe Noguera. Like, they've got a yeah. lot of big men. OG, you can just push him up into the four spot. You, yeah, exactly. I he played four a little bit. Yeah, I mean, he's he's got the size and the strength and the defensive capabilities to yeah. guard, like, basically it's, two through five. Almost. Yeah, and as terrible as it sounds, I think one thing they have to figure out a way to get rid of is Serge Ibaka. Serge Ibaka was a nothing for them. Yeah. I mean, if you just look at his stats here, he was eight and fuck. I mean, 1.25 blocks, which is not bad, but like eight and four from your power forward. Yeah. Like that's just, it's just not, that's not who you brought in. That's not what you signed him for. And his, his situation is worse. Cause like, so if we pull up their contract situation here. Like they just signed Serge. Yeah. Like, they just signed him. They're in a contract with him. They've got a lot of contracts on the books right now that are longer term, larger contracts. So like they just signed Lowry. They just signed DeRozan. So currently they sit at 13th overall, which is not terrible in overall salary. But like if you look at their team, Kyle Lowry's locked up through 2020. Jamar's locked up through 2021, which frankly, you could argue that because he's locked up through 2021, that contract is tradable. Yeah. And that like they know if they trade for him, they're going to get him locked up for a couple of years. Serge is locked up through 2020. Jonas Valanciunas has got a player option in 2020. Um, so it's just like, you've got a lot of contracts at the top end that, you know, they pay these guys, but they just have so many big men and a lot of really small contracts. If you can get off that Serge Ibaka contract and get some role players or even that Jonas and and like the Jonas contract and just get off of that. Yeah. I mean, he's got a player option. So like, if you get off of that real quick, we're, we're, Jay brought up hoops hype and we, we, we got new technology. We have a large (laughs) uh, TV screen connected to a computer so I can see what Jay's looking at. Uh, and the way it's broken down by year, is that specifically how much they'll make each year? Yeah. Damn it. I wish I was tall. You know, you know, and Steph like Curry's good at sports, like thirty-one million dollars a year after that extension. That sounds so nice, <laughs> but also so sad because Serge Ibaka in twenty twenty is going to be making twenty-three point two seven million dollars mm-hmm. in that year, and I don't think he's worth three million dollars right well, now. The way he's been playing, starting next year, he's going to be paying, getting paid thirty-one million dollars a year. <sighs> that that sounds real nice. Yeah, yeah, I take a mill. Yeah. I'll take one mil. Kyle, I'll hold all your you know shoes what? for you. What's Nigel Hayes making? 92K? I'll take 92K. $92,000 a year is not bad. Uh, and OG Ananobe is doing pretty great. He's oh, already he's making one point. Yeah, he's got a... It's a rookie contract. He made 1.64. Yeah, he'll be okay. That's that's not too shabby. They, and they've got him locked off for a long time. But anyway, so yeah, it's just like the Raptors are in this weird situation that a lot of teams go through, which is like... Do we keep just making the playoffs? Like Memphis had to go through this, where it's just like, do we just keep making the playoffs even though we know, realistically speaking, we probably yeah. are never going to have a chance to win the championship? Or do we blow it up? And this and year like, they finally blew it and up. And like another team that's in that, and I feel like we can probably talk about it a little bit, because uh, we just saw Dwayne Casey got fired, but guess who else is fired? Stan Van Gundy. Uh, that That's a shit situation. Shout out to the Bleacher Report for that damn Van Gundy episode. <sighs> oh yeah, I was watching that the other day with the Van Gundys. <laughs> Yo, if you guys have not watched Game of Zones... Uh, by Bleacher Report, you have to. If you're an NBA fan, you have to watch it. It's it's absolute hilarity. If you are a true, true NBA fan, you will get the jokes, and they are so fucking funny. Yeah. Um, and it's all based around Game of Thrones. So it's if you like Game of Thrones and you like basketball, it'll it's gonna tickle your butthole. Uh, <laughs> and I think you're gonna like it. Um, 
But so let's talk about a couple of hirings and firings um, since we're on the topic. So you brought up Stan Van. Stan Van and Gundy got fired this week. Now initially the report was that they were just going to be taking away his GM and like presidential position and just have him head coach. My theory is that once they told him that he's like, look, I came here to be both. And if you don't want me to be both and I want to get the fuck out of here. So then they fired him and they were like, all right, go fuck yourself. Right. And that's what I'm assuming. Like it just feels that way. But at the same time, it's like, um, that job. So this is the question I have is that job has to be the most unattractive job in the NBA right now. Right. Um, yeah, I feel like that's definitely one of the top ones available jobs because other jobs that are shit are, uh, the Suns. It doesn't seem like a lot of fun. Um, although I did just read that apparently they were going to maybe be offering a max contract to Clint Capella, uh, the Soons. Oh, the Suns. That'd be interesting. I mean, he is, Um, he is coming up for free agency. I don't, I, sorry. I I did just see that somewhere around here, but anyways, who cares? So, so look, let's look at the Pistons roster right now because they're currently ninth overall in overall team payroll, which for a team that did not make the playoffs and is like way, way underperforming, that's a really shitty salary situation to be in. Like, they made that Blake trade as like a total fucking shot in the dark. Look how much money he's got on. He's he's on their books until 2023. Like he's on their books. A He's making so much money. He's making a lot of money. Because he signed that five-year extension over the offseason with the Clippers. And they're mm-hmm. like, yo, you know what was weird, weird about that? Not only did they give him this fat-ass extension, they put his fucking jersey in the rafters. Yeah. Like, and then they traded him. It was so weird. Like days later. But anyways. I think it's because uh, Jerry West came in and he was like, you guys are all stupid. <laughs> I'm going to get everything done. Just shut up and get out of my way. It's it's So they traded for Blake. That's a nightmare of a contract for little to no productivity. He was actually on the Barstool part of my Take podcast the other day. It was pretty funny. Oh, nice. He's so funny. Um, I like Blake. I love Blake. But that contract was is terrible for a guy who's like borderline all-star now. Like he went from being a top five player in the NBA to like borderline all-star. Just yeah. barely good enough to make it um, now. And then yeah. you got Andre Drummond locked up through 2020. You've got that fat ass Reggie Jackson contract that has not worked out, which is crazy because it's so much smaller than the other two contracts. Look at these like, bad contracts. He gave John Lure ten million dollars a year. John Lure. I don't even know who that is. That's what I'm saying. Like Langston Galloway got oh, a freaking. I forget Josh contract. Smith is still. He's on their still payroll. on their books, dude. They just signed him. Yeah, they signed him a couple years ago. They gave him a three year five like fifteen million dollar contract, oh, which is not man. crazy. Which is not crazy for, but like. It's fucking Josh Smith. Yeah, that's too much. You know, they drafted Luke Kennard, missed on missed on Donovan I, Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell, yeah. yeah. Like made all these terrible decisions. They drafted what's his face, Henry Ellenson a couple years ago. He's been a bust. Like they just uh Stanley Johnson's been a bust. It's just the Jameer Nelson still exists? Oh yeah, he got traded. Or no, well, he got traded to us from New Orleans in the Nico trade. Yeah, then we released that's right. him. We got rid and of him. They that's picked true. him up. But it's just like this situation, this just goes to say to show that like it's impossible to two, do two jobs really well. What did Ron Swanson say? Never whole ass two things or half ass two, half-ass two things, things. Whole ass one, one thing. thing. And this, you just can't be a GM and a coach and be good at both. It's impossible. Yep. You can't dedicate time to both. So like now you've got this situation, you've got the Clipper situation where you gave these coaches this kind of uh, power, and it'll be interesting to see what happens in, in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. But like whoever takes on this job, not only as a GM but as a head coach. What a terrible, terrible situation to be in. Now, yeah. here's the thing. There's still enough talent on that roster, and the East is so bad mm-hmm. that with the right coach, with a new voice, they might be able to get some movement here. And like, I feel really bad saying this because he has had some very good things, but 
They got to get rid of Reggie Jackson. Oh, they got to trade that. They played. They soon. played better without him on the court. Oh yeah. So I mean, when like, Ish Smith was starting for them, they were much better until Reggie. Then when Reggie Jackson got back, yeah. they had some spurts, but nonetheless, Stan Bag got fired. Um, good luck to whoever gets that job. Um, but good luck and, to whoever's going to get this next job. Well, segue because I already knew what we were supposed to talk about. Thank Sorry. you. Uh, you can go ahead and introduce the topic since you already started. Uh, our main man Fizdale. Big Fizz. Big Fizz. Uh, ain't going to rook us. Take that for data. He's going to take his data to New York. <laughs> he's right down to Times New York. Square, bitch. Uh, and he's going to try to make the Knicks a little bit better, maybe without Kristaps, because I was reading he might not I don't play much happening. this next season. I mean, he's still coming off that injury, and mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see, but... I think they might. he's definitely going to be on minutes restriction, for sure. Yeah. Uh, at least starting the season, yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I feel bad for Fizz. I really I do. <laughs> he he came off as such a good. He like he is a good coach. He's a great obviously. coach. Everybody says and he's a great coach. I mean that what that first season in Memphis, he had a really good season. Mm-hmm. But he does tend to like push guys. Like when it comes to the players, like he pissed off Marcus Gasol, he pissed off Zach Randolph. He tends to do that. Like he pushes people yeah. and he gets people mad at them. And uh, I wonder like him. what kind of pushing he's doing that's getting all these people mad. Well, his whole thing is like he doesn't like complainers and bitch asses. Which, rightfully so, yeah. rightfully so, but, you know, in the NBA, you you have to make, you really do have to make your players like you. Like, mm-hmm. people want to play for guys that they like. Yeah. And, and not and not even just like, but like, like and respect. Yeah. Because it's not like, it's not like you need to teach them the X's and O's super, like, they've played so much organized basketball to this point, they get it. And not only that, but like, you have other coaches for that. Yeah. You have other coaches for X's and O's and playbooks and like, they have their own personal shooting coaches and shit like that. Like, they all have got their people. Your whole thing is to orchestrate, make adjustments and have that team play for you. Like, make them like and respect you. Yeah. And Fizdale got the respect, the like part was a little wishy-washy. Mm. But, I think he has the personality to do well in New York. Yeah, he seems very like he was at uh, a Yankees game. I think it was the other day, yeah. and like people went off. They're oh, like, they love "Oh him. shit, Fizdale!" Because like he, he's you can something that's big in New York. Obviously, is passion. Right, New Yorkers are passionate as fuck, and Fizz fights. And like Fizz that motherfucker is likes to fight. Passionate, he's a fighter. So I think that'll that'll the, the fighter and the Fizz. Yeah, podcast name. We should. Mm. You know what? Let's get in touch with his people. We're gonna start. A new, <laughs> we're gonna start a new podcast. I, I, we're gonna have to find a fighter too, but. <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, so um, the fighter and the fist. I, they 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 work. I think they'll work pretty well together. I'm sure it will end poorly because it's New York. No offense to any New Yorkers. I that wish are him the best, though. I really yeah. do wish him the best. And you know what? I think I think the NBA is more fun when the Knicks are good. He's only the the second black coach that they've ever had. Yeah, that sounds about right. I guess most teams haven't had. Most a black teams coach. don't have many the black. black the Bulls have only had one black coach. Yeah. Oof, we gotta we gotta fix that. Yeah, the- fire Hoiberg. <laughs> Let's bring a black guy in. Let's do it. Uh, yeah, I Hoiberg is literally the whitest coach in the NBA. No. Yes. Let's have who's, a white. Off. Okay, who's the whitest coach in the NBA? Who's the whitest coach in the NBA. Greg, no, Greg Popovich is woke as fuck. Greg so. Popovich is super woke. <laughs> He's kind of woke. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones who might be. Uh, Quinn Snyder is a bit. I don't know, but he's like cool though. He looks more like a mafia lawyer. Like he does not look like. <laughs> Like okay, Ty Lu, black coach. Steve Kerr says Ty Lu is not a cool coach. No, not a cool <laughs> coach. So uncool. Uh, Billy Donovan also seems like a wise guy. Like he's from yeah. Providence. He's a wise guy. Miami's got Spoltra. He's Filipino. Uh, 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 fucking Brooks from 
what's his first name? I was about Scott to Brooks. Yeah, Scott, Scott Brooks. Brooks uh, is a cool guy. Cool guy. Alvin Gentry, black guy. Shout out. Oh, Joe Prunty, whitest coach in the NBA. Oh, not yeah. even close. <laughs> not even from close. Milwaukee. Not even close. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mike D'Antoni, he's country Ooh, dude. Mike D'Antoni's pretty white. He's pretty white. Uh, Doc Rivers. Yeah. Doc, he's pretty white. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. Boston. Eh, Brad Stevens. Oh, pretty white. Yeah, he's from Indiana. Yeah, he's almost he's almost too white. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see who else. I always also I always thought he was like a Mormon or something. <laughs> I, if you told me Brad Stevens was a Mormon, I wouldn't be surprised. Let's see here. Yeah. What? Yeah. I, I think, think I Fred Horberg's pretty high up that list though. Yeah. But yeah, Joe Prunty takes the cake as the whitest coach in the NBA. By yeah. Far. He <laughs> looks like somebody who does your taxes. Like he does not look like an NBA coach. Yeah. Um. But anyways. Shoot out, uh, shout out to Fizz. Best of luck, buddy. You got one good player. You got one. Yeah, and you, um, you got a good defender. So let's talk about the Frankie playoffs Smokes. a little bit. Let's talk about the playoffs. And what I want to talk about is what player do you think has played so well that they're going to be up for a fat contract either this coming year or the year, the next year that they're up as a free agent? Um, I don't know when his is coming up, but for sure, Scary Terry. Scary Terry is going to get paid. Scary Terry is about to get paid, bitch, like real well. Yeah. Uh, and Clint Capella. Clint Capella's been playing pretty well. I think well. he's going to get paid pretty I, well. Nico's going to get paid. Ooh, Nico's going to. Now, he's still got one year left on that contract. Yes. But based on the way he played this year, if he can duplicate that next mm-hmm. year for a full season, somebody's going to pay that man. How he played this, like when he came back from the punch in the face and in the playoffs was how I always imagined he could play. Yep. I was always like, that is what he is. Like, that would be perfect, and it just seemed like it never worked when he was in Chicago, except until the end, I guess. Right. Uh, when he was like, "Oh, if I play better, they'll get me get me out of here quicker." Like, I don't know what what happened. I dude, Boston is fifteenth overall in team salary. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Boston don't spend money on anything. But yeah, like let's see, Terry Rozier's contract comes up in twenty twenty. He's got a team option, mm. no qualifying offer because he's still on his rookie contract. Yeah. So somebody's gonna pay him in a couple years if he plays again. Uh, well, again, next year. But, like, when it comes to, like, good contracts, usually it's guys that are just about to come up on free agency. Mm-hmm. Those are the guys that get paid. But, like, if you look at the rest of these teams, there aren't too many people that are up for Absolutely no one in Miami is going to get paid. No. Mike Scott might get paid. Mike Scott had a really good mm-hmm. series. Right, he did. Who, okay. There's there's definitely people in Indiana. Is uh, Boyan getting done soon i think he just signed that contract to be honest let me just oh, see. no i'm damn, pretty sure indiana he might cap. be done oh, damn indiana's also real low a lot of salary cap room um Boyan, yeah he's got one more year left on that contract okay that's um, not bad i think oh well that young didn't have a great series uh, he's, the, he's got a player option for this year yeah i think him and demonte sabonis but sabonis is in there for a while oh, too he's, got, he's he? on the rookie contract yeah so uh mine were Boyan for sure out of there um who on I don't know. He's his probably isn't up, but Ricky Rubio is playing very well. He, I think he be, is up this year. Is he up? Oh, I think oh, he rub, is rub. up this year. Um, he did play well. I wonder if they're going to retain him though. Yeah, because like they've got a couple contracts that are coming up. Oh no, he's got one more year on his contract. Mm-hmm. But Derek Favors is a free agent. Oh, that, he played pretty well towards yeah, the end, but not well, well enough to get really paid. Yeah, um, Jay Crowder played very well yeah, in the but playoffs, he's, but he's still there for. Oh, he's going to be done with three more years. Yeah, That's I wonder good. what they're going to do with Dante Exum. I don't know. I feel like they're going to let him go. And yeah. he's not going to get picked up. He's not going to get a fat contract. No, he's not going to be. But Ricky played very well, so I think he's going to. And Jingles is still there for a little while. Yeah, so. he just signed that contract last yeah. year. Ooh, the Rose Whisperer. Oh, can we talk about that for a second? Because, one, his playoffs overall were really solid. And a report came out this morning, actually, that the Timberwolves want to bring him back. 
And honestly, I think it's I think it's best for him. I think that's let the him stay. Best idea let him play with him. Tibbs. Tibbs gets him. He knows how to get the most out of him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I think I think they need him. I wonder if they try to move. Well, I think Jamal Crawford's contract is up after this year. Actually, I don't think he is. I think they're gonna no, have to. Move I think him. they're gonna have to have him for a little while. Right. Oh wow, fourteen. That's not bad. <clears throat> it's not great. Jeff Teague's their most expensive player. Yeah, I knew that. But like, and you know, pretty, Jeff Teague's well, locked well, up. Through, soon it's through. gonna be uh, Andrew Wiggins. He's gonna get a big old fat paycheck. Yeah, he got he got that extension. He's gonna get paid pretty yeah. well. Um, they just signed that. Um, you know, Jeff Teague's got one more, two more. Yeah, no, one more season plus a player option. Uh, Jimmy's got one more season player, player option. Gorgie Dang, they locked him up. I wonder if they try to move him. They might. Uh, you know, Todd's got one more year left. But like, oh, they finally are getting off that Nikola Pekovic contract. Thank oh, God. Thank God for them. But like Tyus Jones, like you oh, may yeah. have to Jamal move him. Oh yeah, Jamal Crawford and Bielitsa are done. Yeah, so like Jamal Crawford's gonna come off their Sh- books. Oh, Shabazz Muhammad's already gone. Sh- yeah, they they released him. But like, oh, if you d- look at them, okay. So it says Derrick Rose only made four hundred sixteen thousand dollars this year for the year. rest of the season with for the T Wolves. Yeah, with the T Wolves. Which for a second I was like, "Whoa, that's so little!" But then a, a, another second passed, and I was like, "I wish I was paid that much." Sure, you give me a quarter of that. Oh so my god! But anyways, yeah, Derrick Rose most likely going to go back with the T Wolves, and I really, really hope he does because I think it's just going to be better for his career yeah. moving forward. And maybe you know, I don't know how much they're going to pay him, but like maybe they give him a one plus one, where they're just like, "Hey, man, one full season here. You feel comfortable here? You know Jimmy, you know Taj, you know you know Tibbs." Let's you're, run it back. You're our Jamal Crawford. Yeah, now. you're going to be our six you're man. The new, and you know what? I, ooh, I hope he wins six man of the year because then he will be one of three players ever to win the MVP and the uh, six man of the year. First ever was Bill Walton. Uh, second will be this year with James Harden. And then the third could be Derrick Rose. But he would be the first one to ever flip it, which would be crazy. Well, no. Yeah, because uh, Bill, Bill Walton, Walton won MVP first. Oh, yeah, he did. I'm sorry. Yeah, 100%. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry. He wasn't a six man until he got to Boston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. That's my fault. I hope he does well. And I think if he can find a role as like your spark plug scorer off the bench and that becomes the rest of his career, that's the best you can hope for him at this point. Yeah, that'd be great. Because he's never going to be the Derrick Rose that we all thought he was. No, but it's fun to see, you know, 18, 20 minutes a game where he just goes off for 20 points. Like, yeah. I think every game he averaged like 18. He averaged like 17 during that season. He averaged 17 he points really in like good. 18 minutes. Yeah, he was so like really he well. did pretty well. He wasn't, I, I think he was shooting like average to slightly. I mean, he went off and from three point range, although he only shot like 10 threes, I think. Yeah. But he hit like seven of them. So like, that's pretty great. All right. Now you introduced this topic because I don't know what the fuck you're talking about here. Okay. So this next topic, there is <clears throat> a league called Your Call Football. And it's a league that you can, it's just, I think they only play three games a season. Like, it's not like a big deal. It's just like a fun new thing they're trying out with an app where people vote on the plays that people would, like the team would play. So you like the game's going on and instead of a coach actually choosing something, the coach just gives three plays out like in Madden games where they're like, here's three suggestions for what you could do. And then people vote on which play actually get actually gets chosen. On both the offensive side and the defensive side. Interesting. Now I didn't read too much into it, but you choose a team. So when your team's on defense, you would play for def- You would choose a defensive play and stuff like that. And they do all plays based on votes, right? Just like what everyone voted. So I thought, seeing as the big baller league is not as big or ballerish as we <laughs> thought it was, if they would add something like this, like you get to choose the line, the, the lineup, or something like that, or you get to choose like some plays that coaches have to call out every once in a while. 
something. I, in a sense, want to know what kind of gimmick can we come up with to help the big baller league? So I hear what you're saying. I have to think, though, one, LeVar never lost. (laughs) So I don't know that he's going to be cool with people calling plays for him. Um, However, I also like to think that LeVar would create a bunch of different Twitter accounts so he can contribute to the voting and just, like, hack the voting um, Russian style and make sure that the play that he wants to call is the play that goes. The problem with calling games in a basketball setting is that basketball plays get called in transition. Yeah. Whereas you have time in, to NF- sit in the wait. NFL, you huddle, yeah. you call the play, then you go. But like basketball plays get called yeah. as the play is being made. But I like what you're thinking. Maybe. I you like can, what you're thinking. You, I was going to say, maybe you can do uh, substitutions, but that also would be terrible. <laughs> like, who are we subbing in next? Like the guy at the end of the bench, we just want to see him play. What if you did like, like weird foul situations where it was like five on four, like hockey? Yeah, like, that'd be all right, good. This guy just fouled. This type of foul gets him sat for three minutes. So it's like, all right, you got to play the next three minutes, five on four. Have fun, guys. That's an gonna, like, what if you did that? What if you applied hockey rules to the big bar league? Just that like, would be so. Take somebody off the court. Now it's five on four. God damn it. Then your team's down by like 15 And in at two one minutes. point, God, could you imagine if they had a situation where you did, had like one on one, full court? Oh my <laughs> God. What a mess that would be. Oh, what a nightmare. Um,. Next topic, so just a couple of topics NBA-related, and then we'll wrap up today. Um, CP3 finally made it to the conference finals. Woo! Um, I know we talked about this earlier. It's Rockets versus Warriors in the conference finals. And CP3 dropped 41 to drop the Pelicans. Uh, we all thought the Pelicans might have no, the Jazz. some... Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. The Jazz. The Pelicans was the, was the Warriors. Yeah. Uh, to drop the Jazz. It was a good game. It was a good game until the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the Jazz put up a really good fight. Donovan um, Mitchell scored 22 points in the third quarter yeah. of that game. Dominated. Dominated. Yeah. I know he also kind of got hurt, so like he wasn't yeah. in the whole game. It sounds like he's okay, but yeah, nonetheless, um, shout out to CB3 for finally getting to the conference finals. Um, this isn't even the most talented team he's ever been on. Yeah. This is the best team he's ever been on, but not even the mm-hmm. most talented team he's ever I been on. I did also see something. Uh, it was... I think it was Zach Lowe again. I just follow him so much. Zach Lowe's great. But also, I could be contributing this to the wrong person. So if you know, email us at theyaynetwork at gmail.com. <laughs> um, but the I forgot who it was, but what they said, was, it was like just a spreadsheet. And yeah. it was like, I did the math on it. The Rockets will be the hardest team that the Warriors have ever faced since their original, like uh, the first ever playoffs where they won the championship. Uh, every single category. Team wins, offensive rating, uh, I think it was like uh, shooting percentage, assist percentage, like everything. The Rockets are number one in every single category for any team that the Warriors have ever played. Yeah. Both East and West. Yeah. Including the one that they lost to to the Cavs. All that shit. So this, like we already said, this is not the most talented team that CP3 has ever been on. But this is the best put together team yeah. that he has ever. It's been just on. the most well orchestrated team. Um, yeah, it's going to be a really interesting. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think Eric Gordon or Trevor Ariza might have to step up a lot a to lot, really get lot. them o- over. One of the two, because uh, PJ Tucker's great on defense, but he's not going to be your scoring threat the whole game. Clint Capella is going to go Clint, Clint Capella. Uh, obviously, yeah. Obviously, like the freaking. Uh, James Harden and CP3 are going to do great, but I just think they need one other person to like, you know, kind of step it up. And, and I, I don't know if it is going to happen, but I think they might be able to do it. I have 
as you heard my voice crack as I was saying it, like it it went up because my my body doesn't full on believe it, but I think maybe they I don't know they've they've got a lot of depth and that's what's gonna help them. Um, I is I'm assuming Eric Gordon's gonna be healthy for this series. Um, I don't know of any injuries right now that they're dealing with, but it's this is gonna be fun. This is gonna be the ultimate like test for James Harden for him to be raised to so, like at this pace. So let's just say he they, they down the Warriors and they win the championship this year and he wins the MVP. He's basically been in the MVP conversation for three out of the last four seasons. Yeah, and the one season he didn't was just was well the that greatest, was the Kardashian the greatest, season. No, two. that was the Steph Curry season. Well, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Both it, it was Steph Curry's greatest. Well, yeah, one of the greatest statistical seasons ever. Thank you. That's a too much. Uh, but also he had like that was when he was with Chloe, and then I think he was just like. Nah. Right, it was the first ever unanimous MVP voting, so it was like all that shit. But like three out of the four years since he's left, um, well, three over the last four years, he's been in the MVP race. Number two, and this year he'll win. Um, he's quickly going up the list of like greatest guards of all time. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of two guards, he might be better than Dwayne Wade. I don't know. Here's, Maybe here's what Dwayne Wade. I don't know if at the Dwayne, end of the day, Dwayne Wade did it on both sides of the mm-hmm, court for sure. He, as early in his career, he played really good defense and was a phenomenal yeah. offensive player. Yeah, I think that's that's. I think that's a little bit of recency bias. Don't get me wrong. No question. No question. Uh, sorry for. I definitely that was a very high whistle, but like <laughs> he's definitely the fourth best shooting guard of all time at this rate for sure. Yeah, um, because that top three is pretty, pretty much impenetrable. Pretty locked um, in. Which, watching like 20, 30 years, you and I are just going to be like, I didn't think this was going to happen, but this guy's clearly better than every other shooting guy yeah. we've ever well, seen. It's, you know what I was thinking about today? He's also 6'13". It doesn't make any <laughs> sense. Why do you get a 6'13 shooting guy? I was thinking today, I was like, so, you know, there was a Jordan era, and then there was Jordan retiring. You didn't really know. There was like the best player in the NBA was arguably Kobe, but there was like that weird period in the early 2000s where you're like, the NBA is kind of in limbo where there's not like a like all-time great star in the league. Like, yeah, it's, it's also weird. Like, even at the time, I didn't even realize, like, it was kind of in limbo. I just remember being like, eh, the NBA is just all right. Yeah. And then, like, it's slowly, like, started getting... And then you realize, because, like, there wasn't much. There wasn't a guy, like, a, an all-time, like, you know, greatest players during that decade were, like, Tim Duncan, Trace McGrady, Kobe Bryant, Vince Carter, you know, a couple other people, Paul yeah. Pierce, right? Yeah. But none of those guys in that ranking, like, two of them are in the top ten of all time. And both of them are basically at the back end of that top 10. Yeah. Whereas now we're in this LeBron era where he's, we never thought that there would be somebody as close to MJ yeah. as, as LeBron already is. Mm-hmm. He was the second best player of all time. And he's not got like another close. five or six and years. He's been so healthy mm-hmm. that he could, he's going to, he's going to, at this rate, he's going to break Kareem's all time scoring. Record. I think so. And he's just going to have so many accolades and if he can win a championship this year, it's going to be really hard to say. But what I'm yeah. what I'm trying to get at but is on like, top of that is that like <clears throat> James Harden is unreal. There's a good chance he's going to get up in that uh, that talk. Kevin Durant is one of the greatest scorers of all no time. Question. It's like it with ease. And I've I I've been kind of like on it for for a little bit now. I legit by the end of his career, I think people will be like. Steph Curry might be like the third greatest player ever. It depends, but it's possible. I, I will admit, I don't think he's ever going to surpass LeBron James or uh, Michael Jordan just because of like his. He had had a lot of injuries in the beginning right. of his career, and you know, like I think the KD thing is going to hurt him. Yeah, having I think KD in his had team, he kept winning without KD, yeah, it would have been like, oh, 
Third best player of all time. Yes. Not even close. And and yeah, and it's because everyone's like, oh, KD might might be also like in yeah. that list soon. Yeah. Um, is why I think it's less. If KD was more of like, if if it was just him and Clay Thompson, because Clay Thompson's just like a Scottie Pippen. Well, what I was getting at was that like. Yeah, I don't even know what we were talking about. We were just talking about how great a bunch of people are. Now. No, I was just like, I was thinking today as I was listening to, uh, I was listening to Bill Simmons podcast, and I was thinking, <laughs> I like, will admit, I think that was the first basketball tangent we ever had. <laughs> That's true. We never do that. <laughs> uh, but I was just thinking today, like, I kind of got sad about the thought of like, man, when LeBron retires, there's gonna have to be, there's gonna be have to be somebody who like takes the torch, and you just look at the, you look at the NBA today, and you're like, is there anybody there that's gonna be like? I mean, KD, arguably, uh, yeah, right? Yeah, but like, also, like, Anthony Davis is, like, six years right. younger. And, like, Ben um, Simmons, maybe. But I was ben just thinking Simmons, about that today. Joel I'm just Embiid, like, you know, it's Giannis like, Antetokounmpo. when you get to live through the MJ period, and then, granted, we didn't live through the NBA period. We, MJ yeah, period. we were, we were towards the, the tail end of, end of it, but... Unfortunately. Yeah, and, like, we've lived through the LeBron era, and it's just, like, these are just, like, all-time great eras. Like, the people that have been able to live through, like, the M- the... Magic Johnson, Larry Bird era, then the MJ era, and now the LeBron era. Like that's just, I mean, greatest greatest basketball players of all time. Yeah. But like, I I have this weird, and this is so stupid, but like, I have this weird fear as an NBA fan where like, when LeBron retires, we're gonna go through that same like early to mid two thousands, just like in the seventies, where it's just like there's like there's superstars in the NBA, but there aren't like this, there aren't any transcendent yeah. stars in the NBA. Well, and I wonder how boring it's gonna get. By the time that he retires. Uh, Bronny Jr. will probably be in his second or third year, <laughs> so he'll be able to start Bronny taking Jr. over on that little mantle. Um, who knows? There's a bunch of people who might just come out of nowhere. There's definitely a good chance for all that. Victor Oladipo came out of nowhere. I don't. I'm not saying Victor Oladipo all of a sudden after five seasons is going to become like a transcendent star, but he's he could put in some fucking work. Yeah, he had a really good season. I I, I hope he can replicate what he did this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Let's talk about the coach of the year voting because we already talked about how Mr. Uh, Dwayne Casey got fired, but he also won coach of the year, Woo! Uh, which I don't know that anybody's ever done that before. I'm sure somebody has. Uh, uh, I, I think it has happened. But anyways, actually. I'm going to Google it while you the reason The reason that I brought this up is that uh, here are the other coaches that got votes. Now, again, I want to be clear. This is not the NBA coach of the year. This is, this is the coach of the year ballot from other coaches. So this is the peer... Like, vote. Um, here are the people that got votes. Uh, obviously, Dwayne Casey, who won. Then you have Mike D'Antoni, Brett Brown, Nate McMillan, Greg Popovich, Quinn Snyder, Terry Stotts, and Doc Rivers. Um, notice a name that's missing, Nikki? I, I do, but I also noticed that I there's proof that you can vote for yourself in this. <laughs> Doc Rivers got a goddamn vote, and they, Brad Stevenson didn't get a goddamn vote. Brad Stevens. Stevens, I'm sorry. Brad Stevens. Stevens. No votes. Son. Not oh, one. Damn. Zero votes for coach of the year. Is it jealousy? I don't know. Does, does the NBA coaching, do they just hate the wunderkind, Brad Stevens? <laughs> just like, do they hate him? I bet a bunch of them were like, but Pop wasn't going to retire soon. We don't want another one of these fuckers that are just like obviously going to turn how, water into wine. How do you not give the best coach in the NBA a vote for coach of the year? I know. He's the best coach in the NBA right now. They, they're going to go to six games probably against the Cavaliers in the Eastern Conference Finals with Al Horford as their best player. And again, no offense to Al Horford, but you're Al fucking Horford. You even know. I can't believe it. Like, what? Average Al. Average Al Horford. It's, your team is Jason Tatum, nine, no, 20 now, 
Jalen Brown just turned 21. Scary Terry, I think he's like 25 or something. No, not even that. He's like, what, 23? Yeah, he might be 22. Yeah, I know they have like one of the youngest freaking things ever. Uh, uh, you get Marcus Smart, who's pretty much missing a hand. Because that thing is still injured. I don't know how the hell he's playing. It's just He's just literally playing basketball in a cast. Right. Which I think is LeBron James's next challenge. To play in a cast. Just play, like that play with an arm tied behind his back. Or I start shooting it. left-handed. I love it. Um, anyways, Brad Stevens got robbed. Uh, but the, la- sure. the last topic I want to cover today is uh, the team that Brad Stevens coached. They beat the Philadelphia 76ers, mm-hmm. who many thought were actually going to go to the finals this year. They thought they were the best team in the East. And you could argue that talent-wise, they were the best team in the East. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately, they got outclassed, outcoached, and they just lost. Um, they looked lost. They're... The guys who were hot, like Bellinelli and Ilyasova in the first round, just didn't look great in the second round. Um, and yeah, ultimately, they just, you know, they, they lost. Um, and now, they're going into this offseason with a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are they going to do? How are they going to adjust? Does a loss like this, when they thought they were going to make it to the finals, make them raise their game? Or is this the type of thing where, like, you look at, like, the 94... 94- 95 magic where they lost to Hakeem and the Rockets and they're like, it's okay. We'll figure it out. We're going to get, be back here again soon. We're that good. And then they never made it back. Yeah. Like, I wonder what sort of reaction they're going to have here. Um, but they got a lot of questions. Like JJ Redick only signed a one year contract. Yeah. So they got to decide if they want to bring him back, which Rob- I feel like they should. I completely agree. I yeah. absolutely think they should. Yeah. Uh, Robert Covington, they just signed him into a contract. He's going to get paid a lot of money over the next couple of years. Um, you know, they've got guys like, Bellinelli and Ilya Silva, who they picked up off of waivers, like these are guys that they're likely not going to bring back next year. Maybe they bring back one of them, but like there's a reason that their teams release them. You know what I yeah. mean? Now, granted, they both played for really shitty teams, and they both played for crazy cheap. Marco but, and uh, Ersan. Well, also keep in mind that they got picked up in the middle of the season. Yeah, I guess so that's, that's true. That's true. But like you know, they they have some guys that are still under contract. They've got oh, no. Justin Anderson, TJ McConnell. They get to choose. Yeah, TJ McConnell. I feel like they're definitely going to probably. Back. Um, you think they're going to bring Holmes back? Because he's had I some pretty do. good games. I think ultimately, like, I think they bring back JJ. JJ they keep. I think Amir, they try I think, to is find, gone. Yeah, Amir's gone. I feel like they try to find somebody for Robert Covington. Maybe. Um, I think he might be able to. Because he's, he would be good. He's a 3 and D player. You need those. Yeah, but he was really bad in the playoffs. He did like, very he bad in the playoffs. Huge yeah, huge problem. But he did very good during the regular uh, also, season. Also, Matt would like us to mention that... Robert Covington's from Bellwood, and he went yes. to the same high school that his mom teaches at, so we got to make sure and mention that. Shout out to Matt Reed. We love you, Fat Reed. Um, but yeah, there's, like, there's a lot of guys that like that make sense on their roster, but they've got to make some changes. Yeah. They've got to make some changes. Um, and like this this playoff roster that they had was perfectly built around the skill set that Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid had, mm-hmm. but next year you got to throw Mar- Markel Fultz into that fold. Yeah. And then they've got to figure out, do you bring a bunch of guys on multi- like better uh, and minimum level contracts? that are good three-point shooters to surround Simmons and Embiid. Like, they've got a, they've got some roster construction questions. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say this. If if Markel can bring up his shooting percentage, like, I mean, he did find the couple of games he played, but if he can really go back to how he was in college, if that happens after a full, you know, I don't know what full the hell he was season. doing during yeah. the season, um, eating Chick-fil-A, I guess. <laughs> um, but, like, if he can get back to shooting very well. Cause that one game that they won where TJ McConnell kind of went off, it, it kind of showed you what happens when you get like an extra three point shooter out there with yeah. them. Well, they need, they like, need people with that skill set. Yeah. Sure. And it, I think, you know, they have so many players that can shoot threes, but like Robert Covington just wasn't. Right. But I think if Markel Fultz is, gets better at shooting, you throw him up there and 
Dario or Covington goes to the bench. Dario's your four. Um, I I mean I like keeping JJ. I think they we, should. I think they should too. He's a good vet, uh, veteran presence on yeah. that one, and, and he was great for them in the playoffs. He was awesome in the playoffs. And he's still a very serviceable two guard. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like I said, I wonder, I wonder what this does to like a guy like Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Like, does this make them take that next step? I think or it does. Or is it is does a loss like this like shake their confidence to the point where like next year we're talking about what the fuck happened to the Sixers? Yeah, no, I like, think that's a concern I have. I think that they'll be okay only because like we didn't expect them to do this well. No, well, most people had them at like forty one wins and they ended up yeah. winning like fifty four. One fifty two. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, fifty two. Yeah, bam! Look at that memory, bitches. Uh, but yeah, I. I I I don't th- I'm not worried about them because like I said no one expects them to do this good. Everyone literally projected them to maybe hit the eighth seed. They got the uh, the third, <clears throat> yeah. and like they did way better than anyone expected. In the playoffs, they did better than even they expect. I, obviously, none of those players would be like, "Yeah, actually, we didn't think we'd be doing this," but they did way better yeah, than they, they expected. They they overkicked their coverage. They, yeah. they definitely overachieved. They this year. oh yeah, hell yes, um, they did. It'll they, be interesting to see what happens next year. They know how to do a backflip. They went for a double and somehow landed it. <laughs> and then what happened was they tried again and they fell on their face. They, yeah, <laughs> then they mean. tried to just go for a single backflip and somehow fell on their face. Yeah, it's, they uh, overshot it. Now here's the ultimate question: Brett Baum got outcoached. Outcoached mm-hmm. by Brad Stevens. So the question is, is has has Brett Brown just like stretched himself to the point where like he's this is as good as he can get? I, like will a will a like a reputable great coach be able to take this team to the next level? I think we need to wait. I think Brett Brown. I'm comfortable has giving him such one a more great season. job. Yeah, one more, one maybe two seasons. But if because now that you can tell, all of these young guys are ready to go. So if they can't play, like if they don't do any better in two seasons, because again, like next year, if they end up in the third seed again and lose like in the second round, then everyone's like, okay, now they've done that two seasons. If in the third season they can't do a step up, then you got to get rid of them. No, you give that guy one more shot, if that. Yeah. And then well, you think they're going to get rid of him halfway through the season? They could. I mean, fuck it. They did it with Fizdale. The, they did it with David Blatt. Like, yeah, they did. Blatt, that teams all do time. it all the time. Yeah, that's true. Um. Anyways, anything else we want to wrap up today? Anything uh, else we want to talk about before we wrap up? Conference finals starting next week or tomorrow. Pretty excited about that. Yeah. Um, major predictions? Who's going to the finals? I say Rockets versus Cavaliers. Interesting. I don't think that's going to happen, but I want it to be that. I think, or, I think or, ultimately it's going to be Warriors Cavaliers again. or Warriors versus Celtics or Rockets Celtics. What would be the most? If we looked at the playoffs going into the season, what would we would have been? What would have been the most boring NBA finals? If we're calling every single team that was in there, yeah. Um, the most boring would probably be, I think it would probably be like either on the West, we got either the Timberwolves or, I mean, it's very interesting to see them go all the way. My pick would be Pacers versus Spurs. That would be the most most boring finals. Because on the East, I definitely had the Spurs no matter what. I mean, uh, the Pacers no matter what. Pacers, Spurs would have been, and no offense to Indiana or San Antonio if we have any listeners out there, but Pacers, Spurs would have been the most boring finals ever. That would have been a slow pace, a lot of mid-range jumpers and post moves. That would have been been like an early 2000s It would have been like a 1993 finals. It would have been so boring. Anything else? Anything else before we wrap up today? Um... No, uh, I guess we can just plug. So if you guys yeah, want, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Nikki Palooza. Follow our other podcast, uh, EEA Love, uh, on Instagram. And it's also on Facebook. Um, you 
YouTube, The Yay Network, Twitch, Yay Network. Also, um, May 20th, I will be at Second City, 8 p.m., the Blackout Cabaret, Sin Night. Uh, tickets are $10. And also, May 27th, IO Theater, 8 p.m., the student shows. I'm a graduate. So busy. So busy. So busy. Um, don't forget about our other podcast, Eat Yay Love. If you love food, eat yay love. And double yay if you're a baseball fan. Uh, my friend Jay and I, the Jays, talk about baseball every day, every Sunday. Um, yay, yay. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, you can follow MBA on Facebook at um, MBA Pod on Twitter and on Instagram at MBA Pod. Uh, you can follow me at J underscore Kilas on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, yeah, I've got a new podcast out called Yay, I Started a Podcast. I think it's on iTunes, but I'm having a hard time finding it. Uh, anyways, if you like podcasts and you're interested in maybe starting your own, you should check out Yay, I Started a Podcast. Um, cool. Well, for Nikki, for Jay, this has been MBA. We're out. Bye.